Anticast listeners are reminded to refrain from consumption of hot beverages while listening to this podcast. Failure to comply may result in coughing, gagging, nasal expulsion, and damage to clothing and furniture and small domestic pets. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Anticast 43, the first Anticast. No, the second. Well, I don't. I don't know how many Anticasts have I done this year so far. Hmm. It's the Anticast. It's the Anticast. It's the Anticast. It's the Anticast podcast with your host Andy Bilder. Tonight, another uninformed biography. Cast 43 coming back at you finally another show thank you for hanging in there and for those of you who are new here to the IndyCast, the IndyCast is a 20 minute comedy variety hour uh yes I, I did say that right a 20 minute comedy variety hour an hour's worth of comedy in 20 minutes so you can know that i'm like a monkey pulling strings and welcome to new people who've uh, been joining the show um, really appreciate you showing up, and uh, hopefully you'll uh, you'll stay for the the cabbage rolls and coffee. So, a couple of things I want to bring up before we uh, head into the show. Um, you know, Paris Hilton is uh, is in the news again. Again, there's more pictures and more video of her floating around. Uh, lawyers for Miss Hilton wonder uh, why can't she just keep her damn clothes on? Uh, you know, it's something that I've been uh, asking myself for quite some time. Also in the news, MySpace. The, uh, the online uh, community has been sued by parents whose children were assaulted by online predators. And in a, in, uh, in a related story, uh, the number of children adopted by MySpace has risen dramatically due to the fact that parents continue to relinquish their duties and, and hand control of their teens to a freaking website. I call it emancipation by absenteeism. A story ripped from Canadian headlines, courtesy of the Washington Post. Uh, uh, the sleepy town of Héroville, Quebec, has uh, passed a law banning immigrants from stoning women. Yeah, honest. I guess it's a real big problem there, uh, enough to warrant passing a law. Typical, uh, you know, a typical anti-caste investigation finds that the law says nothing about immigrants stoning men, nor does it speak to non-immigrants stoning anyone. It seems to me they must have loosened up the marijuana laws there in Quebec. It seems a lot of people are already getting stoned. And lastly, uh, have you heard about that uh, NASA astronaut who drove from uh, Orlando or drove to Orlando from Houston, you know, in a diaper to con- you know to confront fellow astronauts who are having an affair or something like that? Sounds to me like a new ride at uh, Disney World. What do you think, Bruce? Did you see that while you're there? <laughs> We've got a fantastic show. Hope you hang around till the end, and I'll be back then to uh, wrap things up. Hi, I'm Jen, and I'm Alan. From the DinkyCast podcast, which you can find at www.dinkycast.com. And now it's time for another uninformed biography with your host, Pete Moss. He's so dreamy. The uninformed biography. Who knows how it really went down anyway? 
uninformed biography. Who the hell knows how it went down anyway? Hello and welcome once again to yet another Uninformed Biography. I'm your host, Pete Moss. What happens when two self-proclaimed boobs produce one child, then a second, and then obtain the means to recall themselves? You get a podcast that encompasses all the trials and tribulations that parenthood entails, rolled up into a nice little package known as Two Boobs and a Baby Plus. Now with more baby. Hosted by the amiable Heather and Dave Delaney. Hi, this is Alan from the DinkyCast podcast at DinkyCast.com. The uninformed biography you are about to hear is a brief biography with absolutely no research, nor any contact with the subject whatsoever, and without the subject's knowledge or consent. All uninformed biographies are presented for pure entertainment purposes, and any information that is, in fact, correct is purely coincidental and unintentional. Any rebroadcast in full or in part without the consent of the IndyCast podcast, though probably unlikely, is not a good idea anyway. And, as always, please no wagering. So turn off the overhead lights and fire up the nightlight, ease the feet out of the barca lounger, and grab a bottle of your favorite baby formula as we give birth to an entirely fictitious history that is known as the Two Boobs. Deep in the woods of rural Tennessee, Heather was born at a very early age and recalls very little of her infancy. The youngest of 17 children, Heather was constantly surrounded by her siblings and her extended family from as far back as she could remember. Dave, however, was born in the heat of the city. Fast-paced, high energy, he too recalls very little of those early days, except that it was fast. Very, very fast. His parents told the young Dave that he was indeed delivered, but... By Federal Express. Heather enjoyed a relatively normal childhood until the age of eight. It was at this time that she felt she was different from the rest of her family. Oh, sure, she had her mama's eyes and her pappy's nose, but there was something that just wasn't right. She felt that she didn't quite fit in. A black sheep of sorts. Feelings that made her feel significantly different from the rest of her family. Dave, on the other hand, had a very bizarre childhood. When most children were outside playing with their peers, Dave was hunkered down in the basement learning the techniques and skills of his father, and his father's father, and his father's father's half-cousin, whose mother was actually his uncle's cousin's niece. Dave's mother's cousin's aunt's neighbor had this to say. That's a lovely one. See, that's, that's the street that we lived on. But I can't remember where. <laughs> I don't know why it looks like that. Everybody tells me it looks... So different, eh? To me, it's all just the same. That's enough, the both of you. Young and beautiful, Heather often looked in the mirror for hours at a time to try and make sense of the marked difference in the looks of herself and of her family. It seems that Heather's family was in fact descendants of the Sasquatch family. These larger-than-life hairstewed humanoids were in fact a more advanced version of the being that appeared on the Six Million Dollar Man TV show in the 80s. They had a remarkably developed language and through selective inbreeding were able to produce the first of a new generation of more human-like offspring. Heather was the first of this new generation. Dave spent many hours learning his family's craft. Day in and day out, 24-7, Dave, along with his male relatives, learned the skills and techniques that had fed his family and those before him 
and allowed them to live the lifestyle in which they were accustomed, that of a middle-class blue collar. The intricate detailing and manual dexterity required proved to be very difficult for young Dave to handle. He longed to play in the fresh air, run through the fields with the sun on his face and the wind in his hair. Dave was not enjoying the life of a taxidermist. It was a rainy night in September when Dave's chance to leave the wretched family business came to be. A late-night phone call from a Tennessee County Sheriff brought a twinkle to Dave's father's eye and a great commotion in Delaney home. It seems that some yokels, Sam and Ella Bluestein, had been driving on a dark, unlit road in rural Tennessee when they collided with what they thought was a bear causing severe damage to their vehicle and the apparent demise of the bear. Sam could barely see the beast he had struck as he exited his vehicle, but he was more aware of the sounds emanating from the hulk before him. He was sure he heard words coming from the being, wounded and dying in front of him. As he leaned over this poor dying thing, he lowered his head to try and hear the words of, of his last breath. Rosebud! was all that he could make out. Puzzled, Sam rose his head from the lifeless mass in front of him and noticed a large, unopened red flower bud firmly lodged in his hind quarter of the man. Sam and Ella reported this to the chef, who contacted Dave's father for disposal of the carcass. It was a sad and rainy night for Heather's family. It seems that cousin Max had been caught in the rain on his way home from collecting berries for his famous Sasquatch berry pie. The rain had caught him by surprise, and in an effort to shorten his trip home, he took a chance and crossed the human road. As luck would have it, poor Max was struck by a car and fell to the ground. He had injured his leg and was unable to move. Max immediately cell-phoned his family for assistance and began to relate the tale as he felt a stinging pain in his right buttocks. The last thing heard by his family was, Oh goodness, I seem to have fallen on a rosebud. And his voice trailed off. The horror that manifested itself across the faces of Heather's family, including poor Heather, were due to the fact that the rose thorn are highly toxic to Sasquatch, and they knew that Max would not survive the ordeal. It was decided that young Heather, with her good skin, would be the one to return Max to the family for a proper burial. The Delaney taxidermy squad made their way quickly to the scene. At first inspection, Dave knew this was no bear, but was not clear as to what the thing that lied on the road really was. It was a rustling in the bushes and a vision of loveliness that caught and sustained Dave's attention. A tall, buxom beauty that hid herself in the foliage was barely visible. Had it not been for her alabaster skin and piercing blue eyes, Dave might have mistaken her for a fawn. Heather had not seen many humans. Those that she had seen had been old and noisy and hairless on top of their skulls. They wore bright orange clothes and carried the noisiest of walking sticks. This time, however... Heather noticed a younger beast, not quite as big as the others and far less ugly than those humans she had seen in the past. This is kind of cute, thought a kitty Heather. Dave slowly made his way to where Heather was standing. His eyes were opened wider than they had ever been. His heart pounded in his chest as he came closer and closer to probably the most beautiful thing he had ever seen. Heather too could feel her heart beating faster and harder than she'd ever felt it. She smiled at this scrawny light-skinned thing. Dave was the first to break the silence. Hello, how's it going, eh? Was the best he could come up with. Heather replied, Much better now that you are here. And the rest, as they say, is history. 
Dave and Heather are the hosts of the parenting podcast Two Boobs and a Baby Plus, which can be found at www.twoboobsandababy.com. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Uninformed Biography, exclusively found in the Handicast Podcast. I've been your host, Pete Moss. May the stars always be above you, unless you're upside down. The Uninformed Biography Who knows how it really went down anyway The Uninformed Biography Who the hell knows how it went down anyway Let's look at, wow, this is an old poll. Really? Is this really what the real poll is? What's the lamest New Year's, ex- oh man. What is the lamest New Year's resolution you've ever made? We can tell I've done a lot of shows since time. Holy moly. All right, we had uh, 15 people show up. That's been up for a month, so it's probably not that, no, shouldn't be that surprised. Uh, receiving absolutely no votes. Uh, no one uh, has resolved to stop licking the dog, so I guess everyone's still licking their dogs. Um, uh, one person has uh, has thought about enjoying a same-sex partner, and they thought that was a, a lame news resolution. No comment there. Um, and someone's lamest uh, news resolution was to subscribe to the Anticast. I couldn't agree more. Um, uh, that's probably one of the, the lamest things you could ever want to do. Um, and the next one, uh, so, uh, one other person uh, thought that uh, the lamest music uh, resolution was to uh, cut the ponytail. That's it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find you. I'll hunt you down. You don't be messing with the ponytail, dude. Oh yeah. Two people thought a lame resolution was to create more pollution. Um, I tend to pollute uh, the uh, podcaster uh, thing here every uh, every week, and no one seems to care. Two people thought a lame uh, New Year's resolution was to gain to gain weight, and I I, I agree. Uh, two other people that thought that eating more raw meat was a lame New Year's resolution, and I I also agree with that one. Uh, three people that are actually tied for first. Uh, three people thought a lame resolution was to add an answer to the poll. I thought that was pretty lame New News resolution. Yeah, I can see that. And lastly, three people thought that growing a ponytail was a lame New Year's resolution. I will hunt you three down, along with the cut ponytail guy or girl. I'm going to mess you up. I am going to mess you up. Anyways, that was last week's, last week's, last time's poll. Uh, Next poll, seeing how this is being recorded in and around uh, Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2007. Um, I thought it might be interesting to figure out what's the worst Valentine's gift you've ever given or received. So that will be next week's poll. Check out the AndyCast site at www.andycast.net and let me know how you think about that. So dreamy. Okay, okay, wake up, wake up. It's over now. You can get up now.
I want to thank Dave and Heather from Two Boobs and a Baby Plus in advance uh, for being great sports about their uninformed biography. Uh, they have probably one of the best taglines, Two Boobs and a Baby Plus, now with more baby, because they have two babies, get it? Like, that was very, very clever. Well done, Dave and Heather. A uh, very special thank you to the incomparable Scarborough Dude from the Dixon Janes podcast for commenting on his own uninformed biography and uh, for being such a good sport. Thank you to Mostly Charles from the Cadenhead... Wait, wait, no, wait. It's most Ch- no Charles Cadenhead from Mostly Head from Mostly Head News. <laughs> Thank you to Charles Cadenhead from Mostly News for his thought-provoking and insightful comments on last week's show. And you really should go and read um, what Charles wrote. It's it's phenomenal. I, I've never heard, I've never seen anyone put finger to keyboard like that in a long, long time. Uh, www.andycast.net. Check out the show notes for or the uh, comments for show forty-two, Charles. Uh, I tip my hat to you, man. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you to uh, to Steve, uh, formerly from the UK, but now in Iowa. Well, well, actually, he's always been in Iowa, but for some reason, he's led me to believe that he was in the UK. <laughs> Go figure. I don't know. Uh, I guess, I don't know. Well, I guess, you know, we're sort of even because he thought I was Adam from the MacCast. So <laughs> I guess I guess it's uh, quid pro quo there. Thank you to Sydney from the Marvelcast for her comments on last week's show and uh, for actually giving me a couple shout-outs on her show. Thank you to the the fabulous Bruce Murray from the Zedcast for, for trying to comment on the show. Uh, sorry, Bruce, uh, things didn't uh, work out for you, but but thanks for playing the home game. And welcome back from Disney World, you rotten from Hope you guys had a great time. Thank you to Jennifer. Um, Jennifer, I'm sorry if I blast your name up. Send me an audio recording and I'll play it back so everybody knows exactly how it's about. Thank you to Jennifer Navarrete, I hope, Navarrete of the Morning Brewcast for uh, for actually listening to the show. Uh, congratulations on that and making it through and actually for sending email. Thank you. Welcome, Jennifer. Hey, and if you're a new listener and you're looking for the, uh, the old AndyCast uh, episodes, I'm slowly going to be re-releasing those as a new uh, podcast. Um, long-time listeners will re- recall that I had some talk about an Andy Castus. Well, it was kind of a, a failure on my part. Just no time to do it. But I'm thinking of re- resurrecting the Andy Castus as more of an archive, um, not just to hold the uh, the actual original original recordings, but actually actually sort of doing like a like the like a director's cut of it. It's sort of I'll have the original one there, and I'll have a, a, a second version of it with with sort of me doing voiceover on top of my voiceover. Well, it'll all work out, and I hope to have episode three up hopefully real soon. Uh, you can find that at andycast2.andycast.net. I'll have links to all this in the show notes, of course, at www.andycast.net. <laughs> can I say that more times? Um, I, I put a little thing on here about podcaster peers. Uh, Jen and Alan over at the Dinky Cast have graciously started a, 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 a two-person campaign to to uh, actually get the AndyCast um, uh, they actually ran the gamut and got the Anticast, you know, sort of rammed it down people's throats and got the Anticast nominated. And and actually, we're a, we're a finalist in the fiction category at Podcaster Peers. So, if you are a podcaster and you're listening to the show, which I know you are, please head on over to podcastpeers.org and uh, check out and see if you can. Uh, there's a lot of great shows out there to vote for. Um, my biggest competition right now is uh, Doctor Floyd, and I will get you, Doctor Floyd. And your little dog, too. Also have a new new feature on the AndyCast site. I keep finding these little things, keep throwing them up here, just, just for fun. Um, it's called Amiibo Chat. It's a little um, it's a little Jabber client 
that sits on the Anycast site, and you can hook in there. I've got it plugged into my uh, my chat software, uh, so that if you hit that, you can actually uh, send um, chats to me. Um, so far, it's been uh, under highly underutilized, but um, this is my really my first time to uh, to mention it on the show. And uh, please drop by Anycast www.andycast.net and uh, see if it's something that uh, that appeals to you. And lastly, if you like what you hear, please, please tell a friend, maybe two, or better yet, 57. The more the merrier here at the Anycast. You can get in touch with me in any number of ways. You can phone Seattle. Uh, I'll run and pick up the phone as quick as I can. 206-339-2639. You can send email, as always, to andycast at gmail.com. And if you are on the Anticast site and you have a microphone attached to your computer, you can click on that little blue cloud over on the right-hand side uh, and leave me an audio voice recording. Well, that's all I got, and um, I hope this show, uh, hope to get another show out real soon. <laughs> I know, you're all rolling your eyes. Uh, yeah, you've said that before. <laughs> Anyways, happy Valentine's Day to everyone, and until next time, thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Turn the damn thing off.